What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Age University Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about couple therapy, <laughs> which I have noticed in the analytics of the podcast page. I've been working with my editor and, and producer and the whole team on you know, looking into what you guys are really interested in hearing, what you want to know more about. We've gotten some requests for more solo episodes, so we're going to make that happen. There's been some requests for more relationship content and maybe looking through the lens of manifestation in that realm. So we are looking and open and my ears, eyes, I'm always scanning for information for you guys because I want this to be the most value-driven podcast that you listen to. I really, really want you guys to come to class every day with me here at AG University and learn something that can set you on a new path or a path of enlightenment or alignment or just tell you something maybe you really needed to hear. So thank you as always for allowing me to be your guide. And if you are new here, hi, my name is Anna Grace Newell. You can find me on all platforms at Anna Grace Newell. And now we have a podcast page at AG University Podcast. If you're curious about the Akashic Records and the energy work readings that I offer, along with um, some resources for upcoming travel, that's right, you guys, live in-person events is officially here and happening. That is all in my newsletter that's linked in my bio. And yes, I am an intuitive guide, a clairvoyant medium, an Akashic Records practitioner, I do a little bit of everything. I dabble in it all, but mostly I feel that this is really just like some super cozy, friendly, channeled advice. And that's why we call it a school from the cosmos, because I love to feel into all of the energies around us, energy of the universe, because whether or not you're spiritual, religious, whatever it, whatever it is that you call it, I feel we are all just speaking the universal languages of love and energy. So whatever you believe, you're safe here because I am talking from a place of love and love only. So how about that? If you believe in love, then this is a good place for you to land. I've really been trying to get quicker at doing a introduction of how to even explain this podcast, but since I started it back in November, I feel it continues to change and evolve and bring in new people who have questions. And also, I always say, if you haven't listened to the first episode of this podcast, it is a really good representation for how I came into this work and this place. And it's a really good backstory. So if you're new, I'm super happy you're here. We get new listeners every single podcast episode. And I just want to say thank you for being here. This is the most beautiful community. All of you guys freaking rock. Everyone's just so just... I don't even know. Lovely, sociable, friendly. Y'all are just my people. You're on my same brainwave and vibe. And for everyone that's new here, I cannot wait for you guys to all connect as we continue to grow into this event space container. And yes, that was another question. I know some of the first events were international, but we are going to be doing some stateside. And it's really just been picking up a lot of momentum. So I'm kind of just riding this train and just continue to check in here for more information and uh, that newsletter. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the episode today. We're going to be talking about couples therapy and therapy, but in a really, I feel, different way than maybe you've heard about it before. I don't know. It's just really my own personal experience. So I know everyone's experience is totally different. 
But um, like I said earlier, the analytics and the data always, you guys love when I talk you through some of Austin and I's like arguments or fights or relationship. I don't know, hiccups, whatever. Everyone has them. Uh, We are always sharing our highlight reel on Instagram, but I like to bring up some of, not the bad, but you know, the stuff that you maybe don't publicize on the internet because I don't always want our relationship to come across as you know, 1000% this highlight reel on my Instagram. Yes, I feel super grateful and fortunate for Austin. He's amazing. But we went through a literal shitstorm last year, not amongst our relationship. I'm just kind of talking about our environment and outside forces. And that's just life. Like you are going to go through transition seasons and how you navigate that as a couple, I feel is something that will ultimately make you stronger right? It's just like when we get a cold or we're feeling kind of run down or sick. I always think like, okay, I'm my body is having a little bit of a breakdown moment, but we're going to rebuild. This immune system is going to come back stronger, right? So that's how I always see things. I definitely do have a very positive outlook lens, but at the end of the day, Austin and I have just problems like anyone else with life, with work, with transition, with time management, with lack of communication. So I never want to just seem like I have it all figured out and we're just like skipping around all the time. Um, And I want to do it more so share these experiences so that hopefully it can be something that you can apply in your relationship. Or I love giving people conversation starters like, oh, I listened to this on this podcast today. What do you think about this? So that you can talk to your partner or, you know, whatever, however it may apply. Okay. So let me run it back. Last May, so it's almost been officially a year, this is kind of the evolution of therapy in our relationship. I'm going to share things that I've learned. So maybe some of you guys who haven't been to therapy, you can take these takeaways because I've just been in the thick of it. When Austin and I first started dating, it's only been, yes, two years. So we got together and I just knew... Austin was coming from a place of being really serious about his career and about a relationship. Like he was just so unwavering when it came to me. And I was coming through like a weird dating era right before I met him. Like I was kind of like off in Nashville with Shannon because Shannon was recently single and we were having like a big time single girl moment because typically all of my friends had been in relationships um, and I was the only single one. <laughs> and so then when Shannon was single, we were just wiling out, but we were having fun. And I felt like I talked to someone right before Austin who put me in kind of a weird headspace where I was just like, you know what? That's it. I'm kind of over everyone right now. <laughs> like I... Yeah, I was just feeling, I don't know what the word is. I knew I wanted to get into a serious relationship, but I definitely was not actively searching for one. And then Austin just literally walked through my Instagram story. You guys can check out the story of how we met. It's on my YouTube channel. It's like Anna Grace Newell, how I met my boyfriend, search term. It's a really fun story, but I was just in a really fun going out all the time. Shannon had just broken up with John phase where we were just doing everything And it's actually a time where I look back so fondly. (laughs) Shannon and I were on the phone the other day and we were like, that was just such a ridiculous time of our life that we will never, ever get back. And I just, I'm obsessed with it. I love it, but it was pretty wild. So um, I wasn't like going out. 
I was definitely not expecting to meet Austin when I met him randomly at a hockey game. Like I was not on the prowl at this moment. I do feel like we were just attracting a lot of male attention. And I was like trying to be intentional about the people I let into my life. And then I feel like I got a test actually is what it is. I got a test. This guy who I thought was my manifestation list and then he wasn't. And I was like, test failed. Actually, you don't really ever fail a test, but I do feel like when we're manifesting something specific, we start getting kind of these little shiny dangly carrots and then we're going to be tested and like, is this person actually everything that you're looking for? Or is this person like 75% of your manifestation list and you're going to overlook 25% because you're like, ooh, he's cute, shiny carrot. This is fun, right? (laughs) So when I met Austin, he was just completely different. And he was very different than anyone I'd ever dated. First of all, football coach, you know, I had never dated a football coach before. And that's just like a whole genre in itself, like a completely different lifestyle. But when we first started dating, it was the first time that he was very serious about me. I remember telling him this story one time about, I don't know, some some random, this is a really random sidebar. I don't know why I'm telling all this, but just a funny story. Not funny actually at all. But this really drunk guy was at a bar one night and he bumped into me. He was kind of hitting on me and like flirting with me, but he was getting really aggressive because he was really drunk. And um, he like knocked me over and he didn't mean to, he was just really drunk and I'm kind of small. <laughs> and I remember telling Austin, like I had such a weird experience at the bar. And you remember he's like a football coach. So he's super busy and working and doing all the things. And I told him about it. And this, like he had the most upset look on his face. He was shooketh. And I could tell by the look in his eyes, by his energy, his face, I knew this man was so serious about me. And that is one thing Austin has been very, very sure about me from just 1,000 million trillion percent sure about me from, I feel like the moment he met me, I keep in mind, we had been kind of, you know, I've been talking to and dating a lot of different people. And so I think I was a little wary of like, okay, are you really, you know, serious or committed to me? But that's when I started to realize this person that I had talked to right before Austin, who now looking back, it's just such a silly situation, but he was just love bombing me and then was, you know, hooking up with other people. So I think I was kind of like, okay, are you like, I'm going to really move a bit slower with this next relationship. But Austin, it didn't even matter. Like he was just so a hundred percent here for my bullshit from day one. (laughs) He's just like, yeah, I don't know. He just fit. It just made sense. And he was very sure of himself as well. So there was that confidence piece, which I think other people had been lacking. So that's when I started going to therapy. That was a whole long story for when I met Austin, essentially everything was different. He was very sure of me. And I knew that I was the one that was being a little wary. And I knew that that was my own shit to work through. And I also knew that I had had some really, I hate to use the word traumatic relationships, but I... I had, I I mean, I always tell the story of like the longest term relationship that I had ever been in. My ex-boyfriend cheated on me with my best friend. Like I have had some really dramatic situations and I just had this moment where I was like, I've never talked through these situations. And now that I have this man who I've manifested, who is like a man, not like a little fuck boy who's going to mess with me. Like I knew Austin was good. He was there. He was sturdy and he was sure of me. 
I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, am I sure of me? Am I sure of the situation? Because I could tell it was kind of a me thing. And I really wanted to be trusting and and allow myself to be open and to let my guard down. And yeah, my one of my best friends, Tiana, you guys have heard her on the podcast. Flip back an episode if you want to hear her. She is a dream. But anyways, she had a therapist and she's like, I really love her. I think you should connect with her. Her name's Mary. And so that's how I found my first therapist. We have been together for two years. We're still together to this day. And I worked through so much stuff with her because remember, I was coming from a background of disordered eating and I would say the body confident situation was a little tumultuous still because at the time this was two years ago I was not where I am now I think it's been a slow evolution but even that in a relationship with someone who's really serious about you I was still realizing that I was having some moments of insecurity around you know not wanting him to find out certain things about me or see me in a certain light or whatever and I was like you know what this man is 100% confident and sure of me and I gotta go talk to someone because I need to be sure of me right at the end of the day you gotta be sure of you You can't allow a partner to be a validator or a validation or tell them all the things that you need to hear. You have to believe in yourself and be the most confident version of yourself and be the best version of yourself. And I'm not saying that if you meet a partner and you're not the best version of yourself, that's okay. But just know, hey, when I'm with this person, they show me that I can be better and I choose to be better. So that was kind of the revolution or the light bulb moment that I was trying to say realization, not revolution, but I kind of like the word revolution. It's kind of dramatic. Realization that I had, okay, I can, I can work on me and I want to work on me for this person. I had never been with anyone else who made me want to work on myself like Austin Silvoy has. That man, I mean, he always is pushing me to be a better version of me. And that was just so apparent from the beginning. So that's how I started going to therapy, working through really just, I needed to process I think some old situations that I just never talked to anyone about. I've never been, I know y'all won't believe me because all I do is talk into the microphone for this podcast, but I've never been someone that just like opens up to my close friends about some really hard, deep things. I can, I can absolutely go there, but I tend to swing a little bit more towards the positive. I remember the first time I met my therapist, she was like, you were so happy to be here. I was like, this is my therapist, Mary, in Nashville. And I was like, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Like To me, going to therapy was a luxury that I could invest this time and energy into myself to, you know, become a better version of, of me. And she was like, okay, so are you, are you really this happy to be here? Or is this, are you putting on, you know, are you, is this like a performance? And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. You tell me. I, I, I think I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I just remember she was like, are you really this happy to be here? Um, Because I was coming from a place of not needing it desperately in that moment for any particular reason, but just knowing, mm, I think there's some things that I've maybe skimmed over and just put on a little song and dance and a smile. Now that we've been together for two years, she has come around to being like, well, you are really a genuinely sunshiny person. However, I always really appreciate when you express some you know, sadness or anger or other emotions. It's always encouraged in that space. So anywho, that was how I got into therapy at the beginning of Austin and I's relationship. And he was definitely 
a big influence, whether or not he didn't even know. I don't even think I told him for a couple of months. I just, it was really more for me. There wasn't any reason for him to be a part of that, I don't know, experience. Of course, I talked about him and yada, yada, yada. But I, then I became obsessed. I became obsessed with the idea that there was someone available to me that I could just talk about all of the shit going on in my life and I didn't have to ask them, how are you doing? Or, you know, there was no guilt of checking in on them or making sure it's a two-way street or it was just nice to have some selfish time to just talk, vent, laugh, cry, I don't know, whatever. Every single session is different. But, and also too, I just want to note to you guys, there are a lot of ways and resources now available if you are interested in therapy and you don't feel like you can pay for it. There is online. Insurance has gotten really creative. There's a lot of solutions. So before you write it off, I highly encourage it. Obviously, see, now you guys know I'm very pro-therapy. That's going to go into the second leg. So Austin and I have been together for, let's see, we met in May. We moved in together the following February. So it was almost a year. And then I believe it was May 1st when Austin really decided that his career, this is when he was coach, coaching football, really decided, actually he didn't decide, he was told by his body and his mind that his health had taken a turn and really put him into a scary place with how much he was, I mean, he was working 100 hours a week, sleeping, he would come home, we we had just moved in together February, March, April. We'd only lived together for three months. He would come home at 9 p.m. and then get up at 4.30 every day. And then on the weekends, of course, you know, there was practice or trainings or recruiting or games. We never, I feel like we did not get to connect in that time at all. It was really difficult. And then he really started struggling himself with his health, mental health, all the things. I'm trying to protect his situation and his privacy a little bit, but um, you get it. I just was like, you know what? It's not worth it. And anyone listening here, no job is ever worth compromising your mental health, your physical health. If you feel like you are in a really, really bad place, I promise you, I promise you, you will find another job. There is something else out there. There is a resource available to you. Please do not stay in that space. And I truly believe, and Austin has said it too, he is like, God put you in my life at this time because I feel that I was very influential. And not that I was convincing him to leave his job, but like convincing him to listen to his body. I always say the universe whispers until it shouts and the universe was shouting because he was in the worst place he said he's ever been in his life. And it just so happened that I was there to kind of guide him to, hey, you know what? It's okay. I know that this has been your identity and career for the last 11 years, but there's something else out there and we're just going to do this together and we're going to take it one step at a time. And so obviously we moved to Florida, da, 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 da. I've told these stories on a lot of platforms. So we, we end up moving to Florida. Then from there for probably the next six months, I would say it took Austin some time to recalibrate and me too. Remember, like I left my whole support system, my family, my friends, everything was in Nashville. I've born and raised in Tennessee. That's my home. That's my state. Moving to Florida was a very, it was the right decision, but it was a fast decision. And I don't know if either one of us 
we didn't, we were just, y'all, we were just in survival mode. That's just it. We were in survival mode for at least three months. We found the fastest house we could find. We moved the fastest way. Austin, of course, you know, needed to start looking for a job. I was leaving a lot of, you know, my management, my agencies in Nashville. You guys get it. It's just, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. But we knew because Austin's job took him away from his family. And you guys know Austin's son, Zane. He's here in Florida with his whole family unit and Zane's mom. So it made 12 million. The the plan was for us to always get here. We did not realize that Austin was going to get just into a bad place health-wise for us to come back here. We thought we were going to finish out the season and then come back to Florida. But that's kind of, you know, football coaching, you don't have a lot of autonomy over where that you've got to go. So everyone, at the end of the day, we were all just doing the best that we could, but it was an abrupt situation. So for the next six months, Austin really was struggling with sleep and he had experienced some anxiety and panic attacks. And that's just something he's never experienced before in his whole entire life. And if you guys have experienced that or have not, you know that it's it's scary. And especially when you're like, where is this coming from? And then, of course, you know me, you guys, I'm a sleepy, sleepy girl. I'm a sleepy little lamb. Your girl could sleep 13 or 14 hours a night if I was allowed. <laughs> I, I unfortunately have responsibilities and I, I don't sleep that much every night, but I definitely sleep a solid eight or nine hours. So, you know, if he was having a hard time, then I couldn't sleep. And then, you know, there, there was a lot. It was difficult and it was no one's fault. I was not angry at him. I felt terrible. I wanted to help. There was nothing that I could do. And also, I never experienced what he was going through. And I could tell it was something that was very, very, very difficult. And it was hard for me to watch because I love him so much. I would do anything to take away his pain or struggling or if there was anything I could do, I would do it. But this was just one of those situations that it was happening for him for a reason. And now we both can look back and we're like, we're so grateful even though it was like a tornado that sucked us up out of Tennessee and spit us out into Florida. And we were kind of spinning around like we had just gotten off a dizzy bat for like three months. <laughs> um, so, but we're grateful. We're grateful for the journey and for everything that we've learned. But at the time it was, it was difficult. And Austin, you know, he, at the end of the day, he just had to take care of himself. But I am also here in Florida. Also like, I don't have any friends. I don't have anything. He's going through a really hard time. I was super lonely like I said, still no one to blame. I wasn't mad at Austin. I wasn't mad at anyone. It was just hard. And so I'm telling you guys the situation because there's going to be times, like even if you're not married, even if you're just in a relationship, like we say, through sickness and health, all of the vows and the things that you say, there are going to be times where you're struggling or your partner's struggling and it's no one's fault. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing that you could have done differently. It's just everything's meant to happen and it's going to happen for a reason. And sometimes we can't predict it. And here's the thing, you've got to take care of your partner or be there for them. But the area where I wish we had started couples therapy sooner is that I felt like I had to abandon myself through this time because I didn't want to ask for anything. I didn't want to say, hey, these are my needs right now because I knew he was going through such a difficult time on top of leaving his job, you know, 
navigating a tough transition in life, moving, looking for a new job, really everything got piled on us all at once. And so I felt guilty saying anything about myself or what I needed. But as you guys know, you can't, a relationship, there's a pendulum, right? It can swing to one partner, can swing to you. There's going to be times where you have to carry each other and hold each other, but you've got to just really keep the communication open for when times are tough, you know? And I'm not saying that if your partner has a hard time or is struggling, right, we we can be supportive and we can be helpful and do all the things. But I turned into this like 100% selfless mode. And I think that started getting really frustrating for me because I didn't have a support system. Awesome was really all I had. And he was having to take care of himself, which is exactly what I needed him to do. I needed him to take care of him because I needed, that was just what was necessary. So all that being said, I tell the story delicately because I don't want to blame him or me or anyone, but it's also a reminder for you to, even if your partner is struggling, never abandon your own needs or yourself or give yourself to your partner, your children, or someone 100%, right? We have to take care of ourselves too. We have to check in on ourselves. Just have a check-in. That's all. What am I needing right now? What am I needing right now? What can I give myself? What do I need from my partner? These are all things that I have learned now that I would just wish that I had started implementing a few months ago because then I feel like, I feel like after, let's say it was six to eight months, around January 1st was when I was really like, okay, I needing more support. And even then I felt a little guilty because I didn't really feel like it was fair for how much I I was needing. Because remember, you know, I had so many people in my life that could help, you know, meet my emotional needs, listen to me, be there for me in Tennessee versus in Florida. It was kind of all Austin. He was having a hard time too. On top of, you know, we are co-parenting, we have Zane, we have, we just had a lot more people that we were worried about than making our relationship the number one priority. Even though, of course, we always, I think that we just both have it in our heart and our soul and the, the intention is there that we are always there for each other and that this is a safe space. But we have been learning a lot in this last move to communicate like on on a deep, deep level because, you know, I thought we were pretty good communicators and I was like, ah, hmm. we, we had a lot, a lot to learn. But remember, we're only in year two. I know it changes the longer that you're with someone. So maybe if you're in a new relationship or thinking about entering a new relationship, let me be someone to um, just share my experience. So anyways. January 1, I kind of hit a rock's bottom where I had just, my cup was super empty on how much that I was needing to do for work and just needing to do for other people. And a lot of my life had drastically changed. And so Austin and I would continually run into an argument every like three months that was kind of the same argument. And this is how I always tell people like couples therapy, I feel has gotten a bad rap for like you have serious issues if you're going to couples therapy. I don't know. And you know what? Maybe that's just my own shadow self talking because I just don't, I I don't know. Or maybe a lot of people are in couples therapy and they don't tell people. I don't know. There's some shame there. Not sure. 
my parents never have talked about going to couples therapy. They've been married for 40 years. I'm like, mom, you guys have never been to couples therapy? She's like, no. But my mom was like, we didn't have as much, there weren't resources like there are nowadays for you kids. <laughs> like, um, so anyways, maybe that was my own shadow self thinking we shouldn't go see someone because I'm like, oh, there's really not that much wrong. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, you start to just make all these silly things in your head. It's like, no, who fucking cares? If you need support at a time in your life, ask for help. What? That's one thing for me. I'm telling that to myself. Like, Anna Grace, ask for help. You should have asked for help months ago. If Even if Austin couldn't be that person in that moment, I know he was going to work through it. Everything was going to be fine. I should have just asked for more help. So don't be like me, you guys. If you need help, just ask. I promise. People actually, there are some people, you know, they really like it. I always really appreciate when my friends reach out and ask for help because they see me as a safe space. So anyways, ask for help. Back to what I was saying. We were kind of running into a continual argument like every three months that would come up. And essentially it was, this is what it was boiling down to, a lack of communication, me needing a certain need met or something that I hadn't expressed to him. And then he'd be frustrated because he's like, you haven't expressed this to me. And we would kind of just go in this like tumbly, silly little like cycle. And I am a petty, 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 petty girl. And I kind of stonewall a little. No, I don't stonewall. That's not the word. I kind of, I am just, I'm sort of passive. I don't know if that's the right word either. Like I'll just kind of shut down. (laughs) Not for like a long time. I'm talking a couple hours, but I don't even want that. I want to go to a place where I don't even do the whole silent ignoring, but sometimes I just get so mad. I have to walk away and I just, I don't like that because I don't think the silent treatment is right, (laughs) but I do it. I'm still learning you guys. Okay. I'm still learning. But anyways, we would have these moments and we just felt like they could have been avoided, but I think it had been so many months of a difficult season that we just, it would kind of explode. And finally, one day I told Austin, because keep in mind, the beginning of this, when he was struggling, leaving coaching, rightfully so, you guys, this poor man, he had worked his freaking, he was spent, he was spent. And I think at this point he was open to trying anything because when you're just feeling so terrible and you're in such a bad mental space, you'll try anything. You know, he had never been to therapy. He had never meditated all the things that I'm obsessed with, which actually really got us a lot closer and on the same page because now he's way open to them and really understands why I'm such an advocate for meditation and all of these things that I do. So that was another really positive part, even though it was a shitty experience. But um, so I told Austin... I was like, you really need to go see someone. So he started doing like EMDR therapy, which is an rapid eye movement therapy, which is really great for trauma. And not, and I say trauma, trauma can be all types of like big T, little T trauma, it can be like high stressful situations, just intense dysregulation that your body uh, goes into. So he was doing that. And then um, his therapist at the time started doing like exposure therapy, which was a therapy that exposes you to whatever heightened emotion or um, experience that can potentially trigger an anxiety attack or an anxiety-ridden situation. And for me at the time, both of us didn't really resonate with that. So this is another thing. You could go to a couple therapists. You could try them all out. He didn't feel, he thought he got some takeaway, but it wasn't, I didn't intuitively feel like that was the best thing, but I'm not, I'm no therapist, but I just want you guys to know also, We've tried a couple out. You can date. You can date around. Try out a couple therapists. Go. See what they're about. See if you jive with them. At the end of the day, you want to have someone. I have great chemistry with 
Mary, I'm kind of obsessed with my therapist. It's weird. I like tell her I love her all the time, even though she can't say it back, but I'm like, I love you. <laughs> Mary, are you my best friend? She's like, no, <laughs> I'm not. Um, anyways, so after that, uh, he wasn't going to see anyone. So I'm giving s- entirely so much backstory, but it's all going somewhere. So anyways, and then a couple months passed. He hasn't really been doing the work. And that's where I just keep telling Austin. I'm like, you've just got to, like, we both have to keep working on ourselves to just get through this transition season. That was why we both decided to quit drinking. We were just getting really serious about prioritizing our health. It, you know, when you have moments where your health is taken away from you or, or at any point feels, you can just tell you're not the best version of yourself. It's you really, 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 really realize how much you've taken for granted at times where your health has been just perfect and everything was great. And you're like, ah, I need that back. So that was another reason why we quit drinking. I'll do more there because I'm actually coming up on one year of sobriety. So I'm going to do a one year celebratory post. But for now, we're having a reoccurring argument. And that is one thing that I want to note to you guys. I want to flag these couple of words. I used to have this shame programming around couples therapy thinking like something was terribly wrong. Like it was like you go to couples therapy because you're about to get divorced or something. Maybe that's something I saw in movies. Don't know where that came from. Was so silly. Stupid, stupid. Don't think that because I wish we had started so much sooner. Oh my gosh. So when I first started looking into it, because I told Austin, I'm like, we keep having the same argument. You're not driving with your therapist now. I'll go with you so that we can kind of work through the situation together. Because keep in mind, like, if he wasn't sleeping, I couldn't sleep, then I was grumpy. You know, it it was affecting both of us. And so (laughs) I was like, let's just give it a whirl. So I go, oh, and those are the words that I wanted to flag, transition. If you go through a massive life transition, you lose a loved one, you leave a job, you move, you lose part of your support system, anything, I'm talking that's outside of the relationship. Transition was a huge word that I wish I had flagged, knowing like, okay, this is a great reason to go and just talk to someone. And also, if you're having just a reoccurring situation that you kind of end up having like the same type of fight, it's so nice to go to, literally, you could go to one session and talk through with a third-party unbiased person who can be like, I'm coming from this perspective. My partner's coming from this perspective. We can't seem to meet eye to eye. Can you shed some insight? Because ultimately, both people, everyone just wants to be loved. Austin, me, and everyone on this planet, okay? So whenever you get into these confusing places or you have an argument or a point of frustration that seems to reoccur, just go talk to someone. You don't have to like commit your life to couples therapy. You could just go a couple times and be like, uh, could you ask, really what it is for me is I love when someone asks me questions. Like, could you ask me some questions as to why I keep getting frustrated? Because right now I don't actually really know because there's always more to it. You guys, it's like the iceberg. We're just at the tip and then you go, you go to therapy and someone's going to ask you the questions like, okay, you know, let, let's like run it back so we can understand the root. And that for me has always been really helpful asking questions because in, in the beginning, Austin and I were like, oh, we're working on ourselves. We're, we're journaling. We're doing all the things. And we're like, no, I think we just need to be like thrown into someone asking us some questions so that we could get some clarity together. And so anyways, the words that I want to flag is if there's a cyclical argument, something you seem to do every couple of months or something that comes up that you're like, let's just not have this argument. Let's just clear this. That's how I am. I'm like, let's just go ahead and figure it out. You know what I mean, though? I'm a researcher. I love to get to the bottom of things. <laughs> I know not everyone is, is 
is like me, Austin included. I'm sure sometimes he's exhausted, but I'm like, why, why settle for mediocre when it could be amazing, you know? Um, and he is, I want you guys to know, he is not super, I mean, his emotional scale is, is not similar to mine. Like, I wouldn't say he's like a super emotional person or like loves to talk about his emotions. So, we're we're not like special or it was I felt uncomfortable asking him to go because I was afraid he was just going to be like no but here's the thing if you love someone and you're committed to them and you're going through a tough season they're gonna say yes okay they are and it's not let me tell you this it's not that bad and it's not that big of a deal wish someone had told me that really wasn't that big of a deal would have honestly probably avoided me like three months of feeling really miserably alone so we go to couples therapy. Oh, I did want to tell you guys, I just did a search. I like to give super detailed. I just did a search in Florida and or in our area. And I think I just started looking like couples therapy, Jacksonville or something, Ponte Vedra. And then I just started calling a couple people and they all have bios now. I mean, you can really learn a lot about therapists online. They all have bios. I kind of looked for some languaging that felt most resonant to me. I was looking for someone with a bit more of a spiritual lens and you can tell by their bios, they're not going to like overtly put their beliefs out there because they've got to remain unbiased. But I wanted someone who was really all about like feeling emotions in the body and experiencing them versus just like a super traditional talk therapy. But that was just what we needed in the moment. Everyone's super different. But I called around I found one lady whose bio really I loved resonated. She was specific, she um, specialized. That's the word I was thinking. Specialized in navigating massive life transition, which was what Austin and I did to a T. We didn't realize that was a category of like needing support, but it is, <laughs> and I'm glad I know now. She referred. She was like, I have someone else. Her name is Rose. She's amazing. Go see her. And that was how I found Rose, which Rose is now our special little Rose, our little flower. She's amazing. And we've only really been going now. It's only been like maybe two months or three months, maybe total. It hasn't been super long, but I wanted to just share our experience. One, I always like to tell you guys how I found all the details and of course, all the backstory because that's just what I'm here to do, pretty much tell you my whole entire life story. But I wish we had started going sooner because by the time we sat down, we sit down in front of Rose and we tell her everything that's gone on in our life in the last couple of months, you know, living in different, I mean, we went from living as individuals, working intense careers, to living together, to moving, to moving again, to living in Florida, to Austin leaving work for medical reasons. Then, you know, me thrown into an entirely new lifestyle. You know, I could go on forever about the transitions, but I just remember Rose was like, wow, oh my God, are you guys okay? (laughs) She was just like, she was so shook that we had gone through so much in like a three month window. But I do feel like that's just kind of how my life is. I have to evolve and change and grow and up level at very fast, fast rates. I don't know if that's because I have just big things I want to do. I'm not sure what that's about, but she was totally like, you guys okay? (laughs) It really made me feel so good that, okay, you know what? We're we're not crazy. We're not failing because we need to be here. Because when I, I, Keep in mind, at this point, I have two therapists. That seems so excessive. My mom is like, you're the most mentally sound person I know. Why are you seeing two therapists? I'm like, well, Mary is my forever. 
and I love her. I've been seeing her virtually. And, um, and then Rose was obviously to offer support for me in Austin, but. Mary was the one that was telling me, she's like, Anna Grace, you don't have to be the one that's always solving all the problems in the relationship and you don't have to get to the bottom and you don't have to figure out what's going to be the best thing for Austin right now. Like, you don't have to do all that. Like, just go and let someone else ask you the questions, allow you to receive. And that even goes back to the whole, you know, feeling so like my cup was empty. I'm like, I just wanted someone to also check in with me. And so our first session was really just explaining everything that was going on and feeling super validated that, hey, this would be hard for anyone, you know, and she was so sweet about how she's like, I can just tell that you guys love each other so much and you're just trying to do what's best for yourself and for each other. And it was just, honestly, it was such a positive, validating experience that the intention of us being there is only to strengthen our relationship. And Austin, I always say like, we are a freaking team. We are a powerhouse team. And maybe there was a little bit of, I don't know, not the word guilt or shame. I don't know, whatever about needing someone else to hold space for us, but whoo, man, it feels so good to have somebody else hold space for you. So that was our kind of our first session of just breaking down like what all we had experienced, everything that was going through. And then we also met with Rose individually, just to talk about our upbringing, our family dynamic, our primary caregivers, because that's a huge part of your relationship. Because remember, the the initial relationship, when you're in a new relationship, it starts with there's this initial attraction and you're obsessed and it's like all lovey. But then when you really mesh into becoming your own union and your own team, you have to understand that you're two very different people with very different upbringings, different backgrounds, different family dynamics, and you have to have grace for each other. You know, you have to just understand that, hey, we're not the same. We don't see everything the same. When I get upset about one thing, Austin sometimes he won't even understand why I'm upset because he didn't even have that emotional scale because we're just different people and that's okay. You know, so we did a, a meeting just to talk about like our upbringing and our life and you know, how we're similar, how we're different, you know, all the things just to paint this picture for her. And even there, like when I went and met with Rose the, the second time for an individual, I ended up pretty much talking about Austin the whole time or other people. And she's like, okay, so part of this too, I need you to actually just talk about yourself and your own family dynamic. And, you know, we don't have to solve anything right now. And that's going to be my next thing for our third session. That was my my greatest takeaway kind of breakthrough moment that I wanted to share with you guys too, was that I would say it took Austin a full year to just come back to his normal, happy, just, yeah, normal, happy self. He had to navigate a lot of just situations he's never had to navigate in his whole entire life. And I'm so proud of him because he has evolved and grown so much. He really is a different person, but in the best way possible. And it's like, you hate sometimes that people have to go to the darkest night of the soul in order to come back a different version and more evolved. But, you know, sometimes it just takes time. And so that was the other piece with this like most recent kind of breakthrough that I had in couples therapy is that some things just take time, okay? Like an egg a chicken lays an egg and it just takes a lot of time for it to hatch. You can't hurry it along. You can't say, come on, little egg, hatch faster. I need you to hatch. No, it's just going to go on its own time. So 
when your partner's struggling or you're struggling, sometimes you just got to let it be. It's just going to take time and know that you're committed and that everything is going to be okay. And that that's part of it. Then the second part was that, because both of my therapists kind of said that, they were like, one thing that I realized that Austin and I differed is, remember you guys, I have had this crazy near-death experience. I've had a very different life than Austin has. And sometimes it's frustrating for me because I live, I have so much of, uh, information in my brain that he doesn't even like know about. And it's frustrating because I'm, I come from this place of like urgency, right? And so in our last session, we were bringing up just, like I said, we kind of were having this reoccurring argument of basically both of us needing our needs met in some way, right? And that's how it's always going to be in every single relationship. You're, everybody wants to get their needs met. You've got to express your needs. You've got to communicate them. Like it's, it's, it's intricate. It's layered. It's, it's delicate. But so we're having that and, you know, we leave the session and Austin's like, God, that was such a great session, which I was really shocked that he said that because, like I said, couples therapy. He's enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm really telling everyone, I'm like, you guys really got to go. But this was, these are my two takeaways. One, I have this urgency, right? Since I have had my life potentially compromised at a young age, I have this urgency that I want everything to be amazing and I want to just figure out a solution and I want to fix things and and get to the bottom of it and like, let's go ahead and just dive on in and patch this solution, you know, patch this situation up and find a solution. And And that was one thing that I learned. You don't always have to have a solution. When you are experiencing some type of turmoil or whatever in a relationship, you're having an argument, you don't always have to have a 100% answer in that moment. You can just talk about it objectively and just observe and just state like, this is how I'm feeling. This is how you're feeling. And this is the situation. And there's not like there's no right or wrong. There's no like we have to come to a, an agreement right now. Like this is a journey. A partnership is a journey, especially for Austin and I. I mean, we are very much so planning on getting married. Like he's my forever, all of the things. So there's just going to be times where it's like I said, outside forces. Life is crazy. It's wild. But you don't have to have, I have this, you know, I just realized I had this urgency that I wanted to just fix things. And sometimes we can't just go in there with a freaking hammer and start whacking it. It's gentle. It's got to unravel at its own pace. So this is just a reminder for you guys to just be gentle with yourself and know that every single day you're putting your best foot forward. And that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You are exactly where you're meant to be in this moment. We have all got to release this most of the time unrealistic expectation of whatever outcome we are seeking. Like I had to release this narrative in my head that I am not going to be married to Austin or in a relationship with Austin and that we're never going to fight. Like I, we don't fight a lot. We don't. But I was totally coming from this place of like, I don't even want to fight at all. But you know what I realized? Like fighting is actually good. That's where you get, you're get, you get forced to be brutally honest and really state what it is that you need. So I know I was kind of going off on a tangent, but 
I recognized a lot going to couples therapy for myself. And I think that's what it is. It's like a, it's a time for you to set a container to one, check in on your relationship. I mean, honestly, Austin, I would never have set it aside. Okay. Yeah. May 20th at 9 a.m. Austin, we're going to have breakfast and just talk about our relationship. No. No, no one who has the time to just like randomly create a check-in. So for me, I'm like couples therapy now has just been a really great place for us to just check in with each other, with ourselves. I've had the biggest takeaways with myself that I realized that I had this urgency or maybe even this unrealistic expectation that, oh my gosh, oh, we had a fight. Oh, it's bad. Like, no, it's not. Everything's okay. <laughs> um, and I just think it is a tool that everyone should have access to in their toolbox. One, I want to make me, um, let's normalize couples therapy. (laughs) It might be normalized. I don't know. This could be my own insecurity speaking right now that I never want anything to to be wrong. And I think Austin is a little bit that way too, because we openly talk about how for both of us, this is the healthiest relationship we've ever been in. We've both been in toxic relationships at some point. And I think you all have to, to kind of, touch the fire a little bit, burn the hand and say, oh shit, I don't want that again, you know? And so we feel so connected in that we have such a strong relationship. And so if something is wrong, I'm like, oh oh my gosh, (laughs) what? You know, Austin is too. It's like, we don't want there to be anything wrong, but I'm like, no, no, no. There isn't anything wrong with needing support in a really difficult time of your life, navigating an immense transition. And so I want you guys to just hear that message that if you've gone through something in your life that has put a strain on your relationship and it's been outside forces, there are going to be things outside of our control. Like I said, there's there's loss, there's death, there's dying, there's grieving, there's you get fired from a job, there's, you know, you lose a friendship, there's sickness, health problems, all of that we're going to experience. And everyone is experiencing it too. And don't feel like a failure if you need to ask for help. And maybe it's not therapy or couples therapy. It can be whatever whatever you need the most in the moment. It's normal. It's part of your journey. It's a season. You're going to get through this and you're going to come out stronger. And that's really how Austin and I have felt. We have been so grateful that, honestly, that this happened so early on in our relationship, even though I know Austin's like, whew, man, that was that was tough. And it was tough for him. It was tough for me. It was tough for everyone. But now we're just in a complete, we're just like on a completely different playing field of any other relationship we've ever been in, the way that we show up for ourselves and for each other, this kind of new energy of like a new spiritual path that we're both on with like, you know, us both being obsessed with Michael Singer right now, (laughs) the untethered soul and going to Gainesville and the temple and just doing things that are so intimate together, but in a completely different way outside of like sexual intimacy of like truly like spiritual intimacy. And that's always been something really important. And that's definitely something that we didn't have at the beginning of our relationship. Like we didn't have the time or the space. And so it's been such a beautiful season, even though at times it's been stressful. And at times I feel like I need to have all the answers and I need to know what to say. And I need to know how to help him. And I need to know how to help me. And I need to know how to be happy. And here's the thing. 
you just don't. We don't have to have all the answers right now. It would actually be so boring if we had all the answers all the time and we always know what to do. I know that we like knowing and nobody really loves the unknown. But once you get to the place where we're at now, we're like, oh, hell yeah, we got through this. We can get through anything together. We could absolutely do anything. It gives you this new level of assuredness that you are taking these obstacles and just freaking making them your bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, no, I can do this. If, I, if we can handle this, if we can overcome this, we can do anything. And it really gives you this feeling. I, I, I posted a quote the other day onto my Instagram saying that how I knew I was with the right person is because with this person, there is nothing that I can't do. And with this person, I am unstoppable. And that's how Austin and I feel together. Like, we are unstoppable. There is nothing that we cannot do together. And But I want you to know the backstory of that quote is that we have had difficult times. We have been tested and we are always going to be tested. That's not going to go away. And I'm talking to you guys too, not just us, but knowing that you can see these tests through a lens of just being observational and just observing that it's coming up and that now I don't get as, you know, maybe emotionally charged or feeling like I was doing something wrong or something was wrong because I know that, like I said, Austin is my, he's my forever and we're committed to doing the work. And that's the biggest thing is that if you're in partnership or you're someone that's committed to doing the work on yourself, as long as the other person is also committed to doing the work, you're a team. You're a team and you can tackle anything. So that is a really long, just rambly solo episode I hit you guys with today about my light bulb moments around around couples therapy and Austin and I's experience and how I wish I had started it sooner. And I wish I had listened to a podcast like this where somebody told me like, hey, everything's going to be okay because it is. And you are always guided and protected and loved And if you're feeling like you need a little pick-me-up, I definitely recommend checking out my Angels for Hire mini episode. It's a little mini motivation solo episode Um, just to give you guys, you know, a little extra comfort that there's always somebody watching over you and that I will always be here in your ears rooting for you and all of the beautiful messages, by the way, DMs you guys have sent me lately success stories, things that you've manifested, starting new jobs and new careers since listening to this podcast is literally the best case scenario. It is all I could ever hope, dream, pray that I show up on this microphone and it impacts you guys in some type of way. That is, I could retire tomorrow knowing that I have impacted you in any way, shape, or form. So thank you for listening and coming back here and sharing it and sharing to your stories. And I know I say thank you every episode, but I truly, truly, truly mean it. And I love you. And thank you so much for being here and tuning in and listening to Austin and I's journey. I'm sure he probably wishes I didn't overshare every detail of our life. But like I said, if it helps you, then it's worth it. So I love you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you next week. Bye.
As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so called or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, AG University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me, my scheduling link goes out in my newsletter. It goes out once a month and it's completely free. I would love to have you there. As always, I'm a proud professor and you get an A plus for making it all the way through the end. Love you.